Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast featuring Paul St. Andrew, Justin Sheeler, Joel Benson, and Greg Rios. Paul and Justin are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Results. And Joel and Greg are mortgage consultants with Truestone Home Mortgage, a division of Truestone Financial Federal Credit Union. And now, Twin Cities on the Move. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode number five of Twin Cities on the Move. Apparently, it's internationally listened to. We have a friend in Iceland that can't put a, put our podcast down. It's wonderful. I'm Paul St. Andrew. I'm a, a realtor with Remax Results. I'm here with three of my friends. I'm Justin Sheeler with Remax Results. And I'm Joel Benson, Truestone Home Mortgage, NMLS number 1064642. We're an equal housing lender. Uh, Greg Rios, Truestone Home Mortgage, NMLS is 1505482. All right. Thanks a lot, fellas. Uh, episode number five, a couple topics that we're going to discuss today is just today's market and what's going on in Twin Cities real estate. And rolling that into uh, home financing as well. The, the interest rates are, are making moves and there's a, things are happening with them as well. So we'll talk to the mortgage fellows across the table about that. Uh, also, uh, what's it like when you have a house and you need to sell it and buy another house? How does it work with uh, contingent home? And then lastly, we have a bit of a surprise for you. I want to hang on for that. Um, something's coming up that we're excited to announce. And then also we get to meet, well, me, I guess, tonight. All right. <laughs> yeah. Listen Can't to a wait. little bit about my exciting <laughs> ADD pass into real estate here. So how are you doing today, guys? Everybody feeling good? Doing well, man. Good, doing really well. good. The market Excellent. is, you know, it's kind of a broken record. The market is really interest depends on what you want to do always it's a loaded question but you know when you're selling a home it's been a it's been kind of a wonderful treat to work with my seller clients and it's been um I don't want to say it's been a battle but it's been it's been a challenge and it's yeah it's been yeah. a challenge and it's it, working with my buyers as well um I try to be as optimistic as possible always. And, and you know, deals are getting done. I'm sure you guys, again, the mortgage guys, you know, you're you're writing loans and you're getting offers accepted, I'm sure, aren't you? Every once in a while, yes. <laughs> yeah. it's, for, it's the same for us. You know, we're yeah. seeing a lot of the, the multiple offer situation. It gets to be a little bit frustrating, not only for, for us, of course, but for the clients um, having to make multiple offers um, just because there's – it's you know, just, such little inventory. It is what it is. Yeah. So it's still historically low inventory. And and really there's with the way that interest rates have gone as of late, it doesn't seem like, you know, I mean, right. there's there's so many buyers that are coming into the market. You know, I mean, what have the rates done lately? So I think a couple episodes we talked about there was a significant dip starting in, you know, March, late March, early April. And we've we sort of saw it sort of trend up a little bit from there. Not not real significant, but over the last week or so, we've seen some, maybe the last 10 days, we've seen some really pretty significant dips again. Hmm, nice. So it, it, it's it, nobody expected <laughs> it. You know, we really right. honestly didn't expect it. The The drops that we saw, you know, a couple months back were, you know, we kind of anticipated because of the, you know, the, the what the Fed released with what they were going to do with interest rates or what they were not going to do. Um, but we, we really didn't expect to see things drop. You know, recently everything's everything. All other indicators are, are we're kind of pointing at kind of just a steady, steady market. Mm -hmm. And I, I always kind of put an asterisk, you know, that I don't have a crystal ball when people ask me what's going to happen. And this is a total. This is why I say that because I was under the impression last year that rates would probably 
not climb crazy, but they would steadily climb a little bit throughout the year this year. Yeah. And they have not. Well, that, that, is, that again becomes the, the challenge is that you'll have a client that'll say, well, what should I do? Should I lock? Should I wait? And it's always, the, the answer is always, I don't know. But here's, here's what I can tell you. You know, uh, as far as, you know, I've got clients that maybe they, they aren't closing until August. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are rates going to go? I mean, I always say, look, know. rates are so low that to me it seems like it's unlikely to go much lower. But then the thing I always also come back to is that from a historical perspective, we're low enough that you're not going to lose either way. I'm kind of brainstorming with realtors a lot more what we can do to make the buyer seem the most optimal mm-hmm. as we possibly can. You know, not every situation's perfect. Sometimes you have contingencies or you know, the down payment's not as high as you want, but I definitely find myself interacting more with my agents to try to just say, hey, what what can we do? Here's the puzzle pieces, but what can we do to kind of put this together to make this look the best, you know, Mm -hmm. on the other side and and just make the offer look as strong as possible? Because it is so competitive. It's so rare Mm -hmm. that you're the only offer these days, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so... Well, tell me about this too. You know, like what if, and, and this is something that Justin and I don't deal with, and I'm sure with these low rates you guys are slammed with, and it's people that they want to, they don't want to move, but they want to refinance. Yep. Um, how often are you seeing that in this with a lot. low rates? We're feeling a lot of calls. Um, and one of the things that, that I like to caution people on with that, because the true cost of, of a mortgage loan is going to be based on, it's going to be the APR, the annual percentage rate, okay. which is simply the interest rate with any fees that are financed annualized. So, for example, one lender could offer 4%, the other one offers 3.75, and the 4% mm-hmm. might actually be a better deal. Mm-hmm. They're charging a bunch of points to get down to that rate. Sure. So in everybody's situation yeah. is different. Yeah. You know, if you're going to be in your home long term, sometimes it makes sense to buy a rate down. Mm-hmm. If, if, you know, depending on your situation, it may not because it might take you, it's, a, it's, a, it's an equation, right? How many months is it going to take me to recoup the cost? Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're planning on being in your house three to five years, I'm probably not going to suggest that you buy the rate down. And again, rates are so low right now that, you know, you may not need to. Okay. You know, to, to see to see benefit. I mean, the benefits of a refinance are, you know, there's many, but interest rate obviously lowers your monthly payment. There's some tax savings that can be had there. I'm not a tax advisor, but um, you, you certainly should talk to your tax advisor in that case because, you know, there's interest that can be deducted in some cases. Sometimes shortening the term, too. You know, mm-hmm. you can take a payment, and if you're at 5% and we refinance you into a, you know, say a, you know, something four or less, you know, maybe you can take your 30-year to a 20-year or mm-hmm. a 15-year and, and keep your payments close to the same. Really looking for the benefits. And, you know, some people will call and, and they'll ask because the rates are really low. Um, I had a client just the other day. She's like, I'm going to be leaving my house in three to four years. And I'm like, it just doesn't make any sense for you to do it then because okay. you're not, it's going to take you that long to recoup the cost. Mm-hmm. That, that was her situation. Every situation is a little bit different. Yeah. The unique thing about refis is just a math problem, right? So you really just got to figure out what each individual's goal is. Mm-hmm. And usually you can find a solution that'll kind of help them get to that goal maybe more efficiently than what they currently have. You know, if you can really show people that there's some savings, you know, because every time you lower that interest rate and or APR, just the, the money that you're going to save on the back end of the loan just compounds. 
So a lot of times you can just show people the numbers and kind of walk them through it and match that up with what their initial goal is. Based on the market conditions, a lot of these refinances are really just a no-brainer. You just have to show them. Just break it down. Mm-hmm. To you just have to break it down. Back-of-the-envelope back of math, right. uh, pretty right. much. Well, good. Right. Good well, question on that, too. Uh, backing up a little bit to the APRs, does it ever frustrate you guys that you have some of these um, – uh, whoever's advertising, it comes in with these crazy teaser rates. And yep. then when someone's trying to compare, they, they won't even call you. They're not even going to get a chance to talk to you because they saw this crazy rate that really doesn't exist. With my clients, I'm always, in the beginning of the process, trying to just do kind of a short education for them, too, because I know, you know, I'm not naive. I'm not their own, the only mortgage guy out there, right? And they're, even my favorite clients are going to probably make a phone call to somebody else. Yeah, they're going to so do their you, due diligence. Exactly. So you want to just educate them at, you know, every company has their, their absolute best option on their on their website, right? Well, there's a little tiny print at the bottom that'll tell you, <laughs> you know, how many points they're charging to get to that rate. So, you know, and our website's the same. We're no different. But as long as you educate people to, to look at the right things, you know, to be able to act. And that's where the APR, again, becomes. Yeah. It's a real, it, it's the only effective way to compare one offer to another. Yeah, apples to apples. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Uh, coming up next here, we have buying a home contingent on selling your own home. Uh, there's a lot of tips and tricks and ways to get that done uh, from the financial perspective as well as from Justin and I as your realtors. So we'll tackle that up next. Okay, we're back. And... This is a this is a tricky one, I think, Justin. We already you it have is. you it have really a house, is. and you want to buy another house. How do you go about doing that? If you, I mean, some people can just go do it and buy a house, and I mean, you know, they're blessed yeah. enough to do that, and that's Most wonderful. Of us can't. <laughs> a lot of a lot of the world can't, and so yeah. what happens is that um, there's a contingency involved yeah. in the in your in your purchase agreement. If you're off to buy a house and you cannot do that, then you have to write an offer that's contingent upon the sale of your home. There's challenges for both sides yeah. of the fence, yeah. you know, as a buyer and as a seller. I mean, what do you think, like, as far as a buyer, if you're, if you're representing a buyer and you're, you're out there and we have, you, you and I, I'm your buyer, and we have to go write a contingent offer, well, what would you say to me? Yeah, and I, I would, I'd want to set your expectations, first of all. I'd say, Paul, look, we're... We're going to be starting off from a weaker standpoint, from a negotiating perspective. Okay. If we're competing with an offer that's not contingent, we're going to have to come in most likely stronger with a higher offer. Okay. You know, we're going to have to make sure that um, the seller understands that, well, the seller's going to know that we really don't have a real offer until we have an accepted offer on our place. Sure. So to sure. them, that's just a dream until we have an accepted. Uh-huh. And not just an accepted offer on our place. We have to get through the home inspection. And we should really be through the appraisal before we truly have truly a real can feel like you're you're, so, you're able to I mean, move forward. Sure. You're asking the seller to accept a lot, so that's typically why you're going to be paying more, and you usually have to be more flexible on on the other terms. It's like a big the, leap of faith. Well, if you're absolutely. a seller, that's yeah. the best way you could describe yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, no, it, it is. Yeah. It is a big leap of faith, and I always think you say you mentioned come in strong. Purchase price does matter then for yeah. sure, but there's other things. Close I date. think that yeah. a close date. Um, how when you do actually close sell your house, how much are you going to be able to put down on this other house? Yeah. As a buyer client, how strong are you once this the house that you own closes? Mm-hmm. A lot of them have a lot of quite a bit of equity in their home, 
and they just want to roll that into the new home. And so they'll be coming in with 30, 40, 50% down sometimes yeah. possibly, you know, which is a lot. It's a very strong offer then. Mm-hmm. As a seller, uh, you know, what do you, how do you feel about that when you're representing, now we're going to list my house. And, and um, along comes Joel with his contingent <laughs> offer because yeah. Joel yep. doesn't have two nickels to rub together until he sells his house. And <laughs> exactly. then Joel is fine. But, you know, and so what, how does that work? Well, it, it's, it's a bigger risk for the seller too, right? You're asking them to take their property off the market. Mm-hmm. You're also asking them if something fell apart and they had to put it back on, then they're dealing with the stigma of having to relist the property and people Correct. maybe assuming there was something wrong What's with the, the house right. instead of just something fell something apart. Something fell apart, yeah. So, yeah. And, and then again, it's not really a real offer until that buyer has an accepted offer and they're through the home inspection sure. appraisal. So mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's another coaching opportunity when you're dealing with the sellers yeah. as well. From our perspective and from you guys, too. I mean, we, Justin and I both work really by referral. Sure. And so when his people have something like that happening, mine don't. And all of a sudden, because yeah. we said this out loud, probably, <laughs> mine will exactly. start to get the contingent buyers and Justin right. won't. And it's just the the market does have a little bit to do with it, I think, too. And I think that your market, you know, yeah. as far as interest rates go as well, because first of all, they can afford more house yeah. when interest rates are low. Yes. And so that would give them um, more, you know, they would see that as, okay, well, here's our opportunity. Um, you Creates know, if, demand. Yeah, yeah. Cre- yeah, that here's our opportunity to find something that fits our needs more than the house we're currently in. Let's go for it because we can do it now. Well, yeah. you know, when I mentioned the market, the two the two things that come to my mind are, it's probably less, a, a seller, for example, might be less inclined to go with a contingent offer because inventory is so low and the demand is so high. And, you know, he's got five or six buyers to choose from, right? Yeah. But then on the flip side of that, that contingent home is going to sell much faster in this market as well. So there, there's a little bit re- little bit less risk on that side that's, as well. That's very true. As a listing agent, when some when a buyer or a buyer's agent comes to me and says, we have to write this offer as a contingent offer... Um, I, my first question is, what are you selling? Yeah. You know, where's, right. where's, what's the hey, address? Absolutely. And I, yep. you know, and you look it up and, and tell you all of the homework that they've done already. And they probably tell you how much they're going to list it for. And I mean, the list goes on as to where, how many ducks do they have in a row with this house? And what is their, you know, what is their guess and how, how it's going to turn out? This know? market is a different beast. I mean, this is, this is one of the best times you could possibly sell your house. So a contingent offer isn't quite as weak as it could be in other, in just even a more traditional market. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, you know, here's the other thing too, bringing up interest rates and bringing up financing and stuff. A lot of clients come to me and they say, well, you know, I have to sell my house before I buy another house. And I say, well, okay, have you talked to a mortgage person? I say, well, no. And I say, well, let's go have that conversation because I, I said, yes, you, I understand you have to sell your house, but there's a possibility that there's a mortgage product that can help you so that we can go shop and write a non-contingent offer, and then we can go forward and sell your house after you actually have a, have a house under contract or even purchase and close on that house. Essentially what a bridge loan is, is we're going to finance the equity of the, you know, the departure home. So they're Let's say they've got you know thirty or forty percent equity in the property they're planning to sell. Basically, we do a loan against the equity in the departure home, right? Uh-huh. Take those funds, use them as a down payment for the new home. Okay. That way, they've got their down payment. So their loan terms are going to be sort of their final loan terms in this scenario because we've already sort of extracted that that okay. equity that they're planned to take and put on the new property. 
Well, that's good to know. I guess the bottom line is, is if you're looking to to move into a new home and wondering what to do with There's you, a way to do there, it. There is a way to do it, one way or another. You know, you have a savvy agent that can help you through it and write a contingent offer that you can get, you know, it's a little bit more work. It's, you know, but it can happen and it does. There's contingent offers written and closed every day. And you have to be patient. You know, yeah. you might have to write a couple of them because it is, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a harder ask mm-hmm. for a seller. It is. And, and so just hang in there. Hang in there, and you can do it. That's right. So, well, coming up next, we have a big surprise here we want to tell you about and, and a few other things on the way. All right, we're back. Episode 5. And, hey, just another shout-out to Iceland, guy. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Thanks yeah, a lot. Yeah, what's up, man? All the way from Iceland. We're an international podcast i'm kind of excited about and, and that. whoever you are hit us up we want to know yeah exactly yeah please please yeah find our facebook page like it and it's just twin cities on the move right on facebook like it and send us a message we'd love to we'll send you a t-shirt for sure yeah absolutely right? absolutely we will so Fab- fabulous prizes autographed. fabulous prizes maybe you'll make it into town here we have a we have a big surprise announcement here coming up um shortly in the show, and it seems like we had something else to talk about. I don't know. What, I think we were going to talk it? about Paul. Yeah, who is this Paul? Saint? Get to know is Paul. Is it Andrew? Andrew? So, so Paul, why don't why don't you take us back? But where, how take far back, back should we go? Baby Paul. Back, we want to hear about yeah. teenage <laughs> Paul, baby Paul. He had to shop in the husky section. <laughs> Toddler Paul. <laughs> how, how did you get into this crazy business? You know, it, Again, like I said, I, I have a bit of an ADD career path, um, and it is it has always come back to real estate. I it started um, really when I was eighteen years old. Uh, my grandfather passed away. He left all of his grandkids a little bit of money, and my mom and dad, being a lot wiser than me, um, would not let me put that into a car or something stupid something sweet yeah something sweet and (laughs) so they had me put it into a fidelity account and that was really great but so boring right you know i mean just uh, to get an envelope every month you know with a tiny little check in it and and nothing i just it drove me crazy so about a year went by and um there was a fourplex that was for sale it was right over by roosevelt high school in south minneapolis i thought man this is kind of interesting um you know and it was i didn't know anything at all about rental property i had a good friend that i grew up with one of my best friends whose father um had about 40 units on top of he he owned a grocery store in dinky town and i worked at the grocery store and i mean it was just real family friends and his another part of his career was owning rental property and so i dragged him over there right away and and long story short we bought the bill i bought the building and I was able to pull out my my fidelity fund and put the money down and bought it on a contract for deed. And three actually three people owned the building, so I had to mail two checks, and then I had to walk the third one half a block down to the barber shop and pay the barber that owned the <laughs> other third. And so it was kind of fun. I didn't have two nickels to rub together after I did this. And I went through and I, I lived in each apartment and fixed it up and moved on to the next one and rented it out and kind of turned over the building. And after that, I um, found another building, a duplex. It was just a block or two from the Mississippi River in the Longfellow neighborhood and talked my dad into going into that um, as well. And, and so long story short, I, when I did this, I saw this realtor lady who was really this nice older 
lady, you know, she was, everybody's older when you're 20, but she was, you know, probably in her <laughs> 50s, say, so probably about my age now. But I ended up educating her on rental property and how to do this and how to actually, what we're going to do and how we're going to buy it between learning from my, my, my friend's father and just kind of by, you know, by falling down and getting, you know, and learning again. And I thought, gee, you know, she's doing pretty well here, but I'm, I'm doing all the work. And right. so, you know, and so I kind of put that in my back pocket. Years went by. Um, I had a remodeling company. I moved out of town for a little while and came back. And and all the while working with rental properties and flipping houses and, and doing these things. And again, every time I would do something, I would, you know, transaction real estate wise, I would look at the, the checks on the on that side. And I thought, man, you know, it's I understand that they're working for a living, but I, it sounds, it's kind of nice. It's, right. that's, that's appealing, you know, and, it, and it's fun. And I, I always enjoyed that. I enjoyed hunting for the houses. I enjoyed working. I didn't, you know, with the agents, um, I enjoyed the numbers of it. I enjoyed walking through them. I enjoyed, you know, working on them physically. And so it was just, when I turned about 38, it was just, it was a real trans, good transition for me to go get my license I really like just I, I've always liked working with people. And so it's it's been, you know, everybody thinks that our business, yours and side of it and ours is it's finance, it's numbers, it's bricks and mortar, it's 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 not. It's, not. Yeah. it's all a people business. And yep. why do people move? For life reasons, really. Mm-hmm. You know, you get married, you have a child, you have another child, you um your kids go off to college, so you downsize, you so many different yeah, reasons. It's constantly yeah. evolving, right? So it is. It's it's a really it's it's been such a good fit, and I've been again. I've been really blessed to the, the my friends, my family members. We all kind of work by referral here on this little podcast, but mm-hmm. we it's just been a wonderful run that everybody's been so so supportive of me. You Were know? you ever a DJ? I was a DJ. I was for a little while. That's cool, I, it was, man. It was, it was a lot of fun. That. It was a lot of fun. If I hear another Bob Seger song, oh, I'm gonna. I'll be in a clock tower. I think it's yeah. But no, no, I was. I spent eight years on the radio up in Duluth. Um, oh, all right. A completely different than this. I worked at the classic rock station in Duluth. That's my. I hardly hear anything. My headphones are up so loud on this because you know it's too much Van Halen and. Pearl Jam and everything else. So it was a whole lot of fun. It was a really, really, really great time, but it's hard to pay your rent in, you know, Creedence Clearwater Revival right. CDs and, you know, <laughs> Leonard Skinner tickets. So, yeah. So this was a good transition for me financially. And this podcast is a whole lot of fun. So thanks for letting me get out my, my radio-ness once a month with you guys. I sure, sure appreciate it. You know, and, you know, speaking of our client, do you think, is it, are we ready? Can we tell them about I think, our thing? I think this is maybe a good should. time. Okay. Yeah, drop the bomb. So, yeah, again, all of us here, we work by referral here. Justin, Joel, Greg, and I, and we're so thankful for all of our clients and and our listeners here on the podcast especially you up in Iceland whoever you are but we decided you know instead of instead of buying bus benches instead of doing all of these other things that a lot of realtors do we're just going to throw a party yeah and we'd love for you yeah so so take tell them all about it buddy yeah i think it's i think it's gonna be really cool we're gonna have some prizes we're gonna have some food and and beverages Mm -hmm. and just games games Games, all kinds of stuff it's 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 kind of it's a pre-state fair party Okay, I 
personally at I've, the state fair. I, it's at the state fair. Mm-hmm. I love the state fair. I love it. Is you know, it's one of my favorite things every year for sure. So we got a hold of um, Giggles up at Giggles Campfire Grill. He's up on Machinery Hill, old Machinery Hill at the fair. I think yeah. they call it the North End now or something. But it sounds right. It's Machinery Hill to me forever. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, it's going to be up there. It's July 11th, which is a Thursday night, five to nine p.m. Um, yes, we're going to have a lot of stuff to give away. Um, it's tickets to you come to our fair and you chance to win tickets to the real fair. Yeah. We're going to have a whole bunch of sports memorabilia. I think one thing I was just talking to the guy the other day. Do you remember this is all before I think all of our times but Bobby Orr had a shot and it's this horizontal pose and it was I think on the cover of Sports Illustrated or something like that and it was a shot that won the Stanley Cup in like 1970 oh, or something and it's a signed um, copy of that nice. in a frame. That's one of them. But there'll be Twins memorabilia, Vikings memorabilia, um, all kinds of local, you know, fun yeah. sports memorabilia to check out. And hopefully you can, you know, take it home with you. Maybe a TV or two to give away. Uh, we're going to have a, tons of great state fair food and, of course, something to drink for you. Uh, we have a band. So we'd like you to just come and, and enjoy yourselves and have a great time with us. Um, the We do ask a couple things. Um, with the silent auction, please, please bid on those pri- on them, and hopefully you'll win them and take them home because all of the money that is collected goes to Ace in the City, which is a Powderhorn Park charity. It's a really good cause. It yep. is, yeah. They help the kids in Powderhorn and their families. One of the things that they do also is they put together what's called a back-to-school drive at Powderhorn Park where they round up a bunch of back Backpacks. They also have um, partnered with Target to get the right school supplies that these kids need. I know if you guys, if you have any kids that you deal with in your life, you know these <laughs> it's te- a lot of work. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. a lot of work. And there's these these <clears throat> teachers have specific lists mm-hmm. of what they need. And so what Ace in the City has done is that they've went around to the local schools, you know, the four or five elementary schools in the neighborhood where their, where their kids are, and they've gotten the list from the teachers. So they make sure to supply the correct things for these kids. So what they do what they do need though from us is backpacks. So if you come, please bring a backpack. Please bring two backpacks. Um, please don't fill them full of crayons and, and notebooks because that's they have a plan for that. I want to point out that this is an event that we're doing to sort of uh, say thanks to our clients. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be a client. If you're a podcast listener, we're, we're appreciative of that too. I think you know, there's more yeah. people listening to this podcast than we ever thought ever, you know, would be. And then also mm-hmm. people from all over the world. But if you're somebody local that's that's found our podcast and you'd like to join us, please, you know, please do. Yeah, hit yeah. up our Facebook page. We'll have some information on there. Or reach out to one of us individually, and, and we'd love to see you there. We'd love to. We'd love to. We yeah. just ask that you tell us that you are a podcast listener. Yeah. And that way we can... Uh, then we can brag about you. Then we can brag about you. Yeah. And again, Thursday, July 11th, 5 to 9 p.m. at Giggles Campfire Grill on the Fairgrounds. Thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. This has been Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast. Paul St. Andrew and Justin Sheeler are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Results. You can find Paul online at minnesotahomesales.com and Justin at justinsheeler.com with Sheeler spelled S-C-H-E-E-L-E-R. Joel Benson and Greg Rios are mortgage consultants with Truestone Home Mortgage, a division of Truestone Financial Federal Credit Union. And they can be found online at truestonehomemortgage.com slash joel hyphen benson and truestonehomemortgage.com slash greg hyphen rios. 
Truestone is spelled T-R-U-S-T-O-N-E, and Rios is spelled R-I-O-S. Truestone Home Mortgage and Truestone Financial Federal Credit Union are not affiliated with Remax or Remax Results. This show has been produced by Minnesota Podcasting, and they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of REMAX Results, Truestone Home Mortgage, Truestone Financial Federal Credit Union, or Minnesota Podcasting.